I've been feeling really sad. Really? Yeah. S-A-D. Sad. So let's talk about it. Seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression, according to Cam H., that occurs during the same season each year. It usually happens in the fall or winter, but some people may experience season-linked symptoms in the summer. And I don't know about you, but I do notice a change in my mood and my productivity, even how motivated I am. I notice I tend to as I call it, hibernate during this time of year. (laughs) I think a lot of people who live in the far northern hemisphere, so Canada, for example, do experience this. And you're right, it is totally linked to the seasons. So the definition that Carly read is straight from Cam H., I think it brought a lot of things into perspective for me, honestly, when I read the definition, because I feel like a lot of us often use it as kind of like a scapegoat around this time of year. And I think I'm guilty of that after reading, you know, some of the symptoms and everything, which we'll get into. But after reading it, I realized, you know, there's a lot more to actual seasonal affective disorder than some people may think. And some people just pass it off as, oh, you know, the weather's just bad, you'll get over it kind of thing. Like, it's not that serious. But maybe we need to rethink that. I think so, too. I think there's, you know, something to be said for your mental well-being at different times of the year and how your environment is contributing to that, which is why I think a lot of people tend to believe that they are experiencing SAD, the acronym. But when you told me that you were feeling this way a little earlier... I was like, like you're feeling sad or you think you have sad because those are two different things. Mm -hmm. And I definitely do think it was just a feeling sad. You know, it was like the first weekend where the time change had just happened. I don't even think I was aware of the time change, right? I just woke up and my microwave was a different time than my phone time and I was all messed (laughs) up and I was like, why does it feel so late when it was like only five o'clock and the getting dark so early is really what triggers me I think. The sunlight has a huge impact on a lot of things that we experience in our body. Our body is really controlled by the sun and the movement of the seasons even just your biological rhythm it's called your circadian rhythm. It Mm -hmm. goes through cycles throughout the day and even things like getting that craving for that afternoon snack is linked with your circadian rhythm. So like around 3 p.m., most people start feeling like kind of tired. They maybe want like a sugary snack to kind of peak their energy levels back up. And it's really just like, okay, the sunlight is starting to dip down around 3 p.m. And your body's Mm -hmm. like preparing for going into a slower cycle, like pre-sleep prep. Well, if that's the case, it just makes you really wonder why they put us through the time change at all. I mean, I heard that BC is considering taking away the one time change at all and only going on daylight savings and not going... I can't even remember what this one's called because I just hate it so much. <laughs> like fallback, yeah. whatever fallback is. <laughs> yeah, it's spring forward and fallback for the mm-hmm. daylight savings times. But it's daylight savings and then the other one is what? Daylight losings. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's what it feels like, a loss. It feels like a loss. 
Well, I think it's Saskatchewan that already has decided to do away with the daylight savings. They don't participate and they just keep on keeping on and the rest of the world is changing their clocks frantically on that day. Yeah, like I could go into a whole nother tangent on how time is like a social construct because of how daylight savings time is and everything because it's all made up. We decided this. There is no actual time, but we put this pressure on ourselves to have these time limits. And then when sunlight is minimized and you feel like you have less hours in a day, it's just like extremely stressful. Well, in a general sense, like if we're just going to talk about the weather, like I get so depressed and so bummed out on gray and rainy days. I can deal mm-hmm. with one, but if there's two or three or more consecutive row, gray days. Yes, I feel it. I can't get up. No, I just, I am lethargic. I am Mm -hmm. miserable. I am irritable. It's just like my whole world makes no sense and I have no happiness without the sun. And I'm not even really like someone who basks in the sunlight, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) I burn super easy. But without that little bit of vitamin D, I just, I can feel the sadness setting in. Right. And I think knowing the fact that this is just the beginning too is also what's so hard because you know you've got at least a good six long months of this ahead of you. And that is also so depressing. Even in the summer months as a Canadian, if it's really hot one day, guaranteed if you say that to, let's say, three people and you complain and say, oh, it's so hot today or it's so humid today, they'll say, well, in three months, it'll be negative 40 and snow squalls and... Yeah, they kind of always remind you to be thankful for the sunlight because (laughs) before you know it, it'll be gone for six months. Yeah, it really does not last long enough. And I think that has a serious effect. But again, I think it's important to know the difference of feeling sad and actually what sad is. So I think we should mention just some of the key symptoms so that people can kind of know the difference because a lot of the things that we just mentioned, like when you were saying how a couple dark days makes you feel irritable or tired and all of this, these are some symptoms of sad. But the key thing to remember about these symptoms is they have to continue on for two weeks consecutively or longer for you to actually be sad. It has to be persistent throughout Mm -hmm. the entire day or most of the day while also lasting for at least two weeks or more. So there's really a frequency component here that distinguishes a feeling from a disorder. Exactly. And it can impair your performance, just like you were saying, how you feel kind of like unmotivated or it's Mm -hmm. just kind of hard to get out of bed in the morning. That is absolutely a symptom of sad. Even your personal relationships can be affected with it. You just have a general loss of interest in hobbies and people and even sex. Which I find that very interesting too, that they through that one and they're like all of these symptoms that we are mentioning now are off of the CAMH website which we will have linked in the description if anybody wants some further research themselves on it. And for those who don't know what CAMH is, CAMH is also an acronym that stands for the Canadian Association of Mental Health and they are the forefront and probably the most respected organization within Canada that deal with all kinds of mental health issues and disorders. So we really did go to their website looking for some concrete stuff because 
I feel like I do have said, and I think I say it too, like half jokingly, half not jokingly to people. And I say like, I'm experiencing sad right now. Like I'm so depressed about being in the winter time. I'm a summer baby. This is definitely not my time of year. And I know it lasts for so long and it just causes these feelings of grief and sadness and anxiety in me. But like you said, when we went through the laundry list of symptoms, it was kind of surprising that I could probably check off all of them. But then the most important part, the frequency, I was like, well, do I feel like this most of the day, if not all of the day for two weeks or more consecutively? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Normally for me, it's like maybe two or three days, you know, it's a very like short little stint of it. But like an isolated I, feeling or a moment. Yeah, exactly. A very isolated feeling. And I do feel like it's important to like reflect on when you're having those feelings in those moments and maybe to like think why. And I think it's easy just to blame it on sad, but maybe underneath it, there could be a deeper thing that you're just trying to like cover it up with sad, basically. You know, you're like, oh, it's just this seasonal affective disorder. I'm just in this mood because of the way the weather is, but maybe there's actually a bigger issue that you're kind of lying to yourself about, you know? Or it could be that whatever underlying issues you actually are experiencing are being exacerbated by the seasons. Mm -hmm. So not to say it's a mask, but maybe it's just amplifying something that's already there, but is not necessarily linked to SAD, the seasonal affective disorder. Right, which is why I think it's important to reflect in those moments and which see can be hard yeah oh definitely it's always hard to do the work right but I think it's especially important. when you're going through it I mean it's hard yeah. to be insightful and take that intelligent moment to remove yourself maybe from the middle of all of the emotions and all of that build up and objectively look at things and classify them and say okay these are the symptoms I'm experiencing. This is how often I'm going through it. And what does that mean? Now, some of the symptoms that Kim H has listed on their website are as follows. Sleep problems, loss of interest in work, hobbies, people or sex, withdrawal from family members and friends, irritability, fatigue, trouble concentrating, remembering and making decisions, crying easily or feeling like crying but not being able to. That one got me. <laughs> the last I know symptom. that one. <laughs> oh, that just reading that hard. sentence makes me want to cry. I'm like <laughs> crying easily or feeling like crying but not being able to. That last part is probably the saddest experience to me, like not being able to release those emotions. That emotion. Yeah. Reading I that alone imagine. could give me a disorder. That's so depressing. <laughs> No, but I mean, I feel like that sometimes, honestly, where like, I feel like I could just easily cry no matter what. But like, I mean, I'm a pretty emotional, sensitive person. I cry pretty easily. So I think it's important to acknowledge the kind of person you are as well when reading these symptoms, right? But if you have multiple of these symptoms, and like we said, that they do persist for longer than two weeks, I think it is important that you do reach out to somebody. And there are some things that you can do to try to help yourself when you're in these moments. For sure. There is some interesting science behind light therapy because, again, seasonal affective disorder relates to changes in the sunlight. That's supposedly what triggers SAD or the symptoms of SAD. So... 
there's all kinds of lamps on the market now that are meant to mimic the sunrise. Have you seen these before? No, but you were telling me about them when we were preparing for this podcast, and I honestly thought it was so interesting. I have never heard of this before, but it is a really great idea. Yeah, and they're not even necessarily used purely as a therapeutic tool for SAD, but just in general, some people get really affected by the sound of an alarm going off in the morning, and it really sets them off on a bad foot. So, I mean, kind of pun intended. I even saw one mat where it lit up but you and it played like this little music and you'd have to stand on it in order for it to like stop but it was like a nice calm trinkling sound and then <laughs> then they have That's of course different. your stereotypical or standard light therapy lamps and they look like little globes kind of like the sun and they will just start very dim and slowly 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 increase in brightness to mimic the sun rising and that's supposed to help trigger your biological clock to say it's time to get up now regardless of what's happening outside so that's a pretty effective therapy for sad and just in general people who really hate alarms and I'm kind of one of those people I can't stand like a blaring alarm alarms no me neither it has to be a soothing alarm too so when you were mentioning that pad that makes that trinkling sound and you have to step on it that sounded very pleasing to me (laughs) yeah you have to stand on it for at least 30 seconds let's say so like you're up now right but it'll only stop after 30 seconds of you standing on it so all kinds of things like that to kind of help you get out out of bed at a good time and get going despite what it looks like outside your window right I think those are really cool ways to do it and I've also heard that your diet really can can contribute to this I don't want to say that it's the only thing that you like if you eat properly you are going to be a happy person like that's not necessarily true no but I do think it is a contributing factor so I feel like if you are eating correctly and everything like that you are more likely to be in a positive mindset and you did show me this article as well about Mm -hmm. like a Mediterranean diet or something like that That's right. Uh, There was an article recently published in uh, PLOS or PLOS, however you say it, which stands for the Public Library of Science Journal. Now, a little asterisk here beside the journal and name. It is an open access journal, but they are peer reviewed articles. So for any fellow nerds out there, judge but not too harshly like take (laughs) (laughs) take what you will yeah from that information but in this study they basically looked at uh, groups of people who experienced depression in general not specifically sad but who were clinically depressed and half of them were told just keep doing what you're doing and the other half were instructed to have a Mediterranean diet, which consists mainly of a variety of foods. So fresh fruits and vegetables, fish, and lean red meat every once in a while. But really, it's the variety and the freshness of the produce that is the staple of a Mediterranean diet. And I think it was after either three months or three weeks, I don't quite remember, this was a little while ago that I read the article, but after enough time, the people who were on the Mediterranean diet reported experiencing less symptoms of depression. So the authors of the article, the researchers, were led to believe that having this Mediterranean diet could help improve the symptoms that people were experiencing. Right. And now I don't know as far as this Mediterranean diet so far goes. I've never really been a big fan of diets 
all together. But I do think there is something to be said for those who eat healthier than those who are consuming like comfort foods and stuff like that all the time. And I do think here in Canada, we are pretty famous for liking our comfort foods and our mac and cheese and potatoes and sugar and and sugar yes so I think all of those things kind of can help contribute to the feeling of like depression honestly honestly you'd be surprised at how many mental illnesses show a correlation between craving sugary foods or fatty foods and experiencing mental health issues like depression, uh, anxiety, even schizophrenia. They have an affinity for sugary, calorie-intensive junk food, and it's just a kind of a strange association, but one that is pretty scientifically proven to exist. And when we say diet, we don't mean like dieting. We mean the nutrition, right? Right, exactly. That's the key. It's the nutrition value that you're intaking versus the fast fatty foods and carbs and sugars that you're ingesting right right it's the actual types of foods that you're eating like let's go back to the food pyramid kids (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about our fruits and vegetables and our fish and lean meat like that's what the diet is it's it's not saying like skimp out or anything like that but you've got me thinking as well because of your comment earlier about how people who live in Canada and and colder climates and general tend to go for those comfort foods at this time of year you know your fatty sugary goodness and I remember learning a lot in school about people who come from lower socioeconomic statuses how they have to purchase those types of foods because that's really what's in their budget it's very expensive to buy fresh fruits and vegetables and good meat so the most affordable option oftentimes are the junk food options or the things that are just kind of empty calorie foods. And there's been numerous studies that have shown a correlation between lower incomes and higher rates of mental illness in general. So I really do think there's some kind of link between... Some sort of correlation. Yeah, correlation between diet. Yeah, that's so interesting. I never made that jump before, but it is very true. It is very expensive to buy the organic foods and everything. Oh, God, yeah. I can testify to that myself. I have troubles myself buying things and I cringe when I pay like $20 for a bag of freaking cashews or peanuts you know like it's nuts how is this so expensive nuts are like, crazy expensive and that's like the only healthy fat oh. you can get avocados the trendiest exactly. I don't know is avocado and a vegetable I'm assuming yeah <laughs> the most I guess it's a vegetable trendy thing fruit. yeah it's got a seed <laughs> hmm well, it's a pit, it's a technically. So I guess it's a fruit, right? If you go buy the tomato being yeah. a fruit. Oh, God. Now I've got something else to Google after this. It, is avocado <laughs> a fruit or a vegetable or a nut? <laughs> like, I don't know. So many things to ponder. But it's true. Those things are so far out of reach. So it makes it difficult for them to be able to provide themselves with the proper nutrition mm-hmm. and everything like that it is a lot more difficult I do think now we're getting to a point where people are realizing how important it is to eat properly so we are kind of I think society as a whole is kind of moving more towards that direction so some things are becoming more affordable and more accessible thankfully but I do think it's going to be a long time before I can say majority of people are eating healthy versus eating the fast easy 
Well, it's so hard not to. Again, it's cheap. It's quick. It's convenient. They're in every store. And I mean, there is a government push too. You see they have breakfast programs Mm -hmm. now at school for kids and a lot of schools. Well, really, it's in their benefit too, because I mean, it's only going to be cheaper for the whole Mm -hmm. healthcare system and everything like that if they're not having all of these health issues come through the system because of people being poorly nutrition. Absolutely. I mean, I personally do not have a balanced diet or a healthy diet. I have made huge leaps and bounds since being with Brayden because I used to just eat crap all the time like whatever I wanted to eat I feel like it's hard to like retrain yourself because we did grow up eating kind of crap all the time I mean there's a portion of our lives where we did have really good home-cooked meals I'm not saying no mom isn't a great cook but when she wasn't there (laughs) we were eating craft dinner and hamburger helper all the time god bless dad but it was like being a single dad that's what we I mean, ate. he made a good shepherd's oh, pie. He made a mean shepherd's pie. He made pie a good shepherd's pie. Great pasta salad. <laughs> but there's only so many Yeah, times and I love his spaghetti. But and again, it's all very carby, high, like fat carb yep. food, you know? It's those home cooked, feel good, put you to sleep kind Even of food. Even the that snacks we were that about. we had in the house, it was all sugar, like pure sugar school snacks, mm-hmm. right? So Again, lower incomes, that's the best that you can afford or the most that you can afford, right? It's like I can get, you know, the same dollar value and feed my family for a week versus maybe two two to three days at best with like the balanced diet, the fresh foods. So there's something to consider there alone. And we know nutrition plays a huge role so it's just another one of those well-being things to consider right so know when to check yourself and maybe when you start feeling like you're off or it's been a while since you remember the last time you were happy maybe just check in and start Mm -hmm. running through a list of things to make yourself feel better and I think ultimately too if you are feeling any of these symptoms and you do think that you actually are experiencing sad or any other sort of mental health problem and you know deep down in your heart that it is a bigger issue and that you do need some sort of help and there's no shame in that everybody needs a hand sometime there are people that you can speak to and I do think it is important that you do reach out and you do find someone to talk to and I'm talking professional help and we will leave a link down in the description below for need to talk which will lead you to a website that is for all of Canada that gives you links for areas around you and people you can talk to. It even includes some links for the U.S. as well. So really, it's a North American hub for any help support Mm -hmm. networks that you can find locally. So if you're not at the stage of going to see a counselor or a psychologist or anyone like that, and you just kind of need to talk it out, that's a great place to start if you don't have anyone in, in your personal life who you're comfortable going there with. But if you aren't experiencing something as severe or prolonged as anything else that we've talked about, and you're just kind of having an off day, you know what I mean? Like you just don't feel like yourself. Yeah, an off week or you're just going through a little bit of a slump. You know, we all have bad days and 
there's just something nothing you can do about that they affect Mm -hmm. us all no matter who you are what position you're in we all have bad days that's one thing that's common between yeah and sometimes you know what it's about it's like okay like I I failed that test or she said this just feeling like crap and that happens to me a lot un undisclosed unknown reasons for sadness and just kind of feeling right and that's kind of what I was going through just the other Mm -hmm. weekend and that's what sparked the whole idea for all of this I was just in a slump and I couldn't dig myself out of it I wasted pretty much a whole weekend and it's such a shame when you do that to yourself and I know that I'm doing it to myself and that drives me even crazier so if you're like me and you just kind of torture yourself and put yourself in a cycle and you need just some way to get out of it I've found some easy little tips you can do just to kind of raise your mood in the moment and make yourself feel just a little bit better for the yeah, next a little day. boost if you will right because like I said I do think it is important to acknowledge when you are feeling sad and to let yourself mm-hmm. be sad and to accept that but I think it's important not to stew in it And that's the big difference. Yeah, the wallowing is where you're going to get yourself into trouble. Like Carly said, feel it, go through it, have that moment, but then also have a plan for how you're going to pick yourself back up out of it. Or when you need to reach out and say, throw me a lifeline because I'm drowning in it right now. So... We have some general things that just the two of us find work for us. It's not an exclusive or exhaustive list. Some of these things... It's not a surefire cure. Yeah, some of this stuff might not work for you. Some of it you probably already know. There's no magic secrets here. This is just some stuff that we do when personally we're also feeling a little down in the dumps and we need a Mm pick-me-up. And one of my favorites Mm -hmm. is reaching for a delicious piece of chocolate (laughs) now I know this may contradict what we were saying earlier about eating properly but I think there's a big difference between eating a nice treat to like kind of indulge in like some chocolate or some ice cream here and there versus eating crap all the time and having a very poor diet if you have a healthy diet there's nothing wrong with having a nice little treat and I do agree there's nothing like some good chocolate when I'm feeling down or some ice cream. Mm, There's been yeah. many times when I've sent Brad to the store because I'm just feeling sad and I just want something to indulge in. And it's normally chocolate or ice cream or something Yeah, sweet. my personal go-to is a nice piece of chocolate cake with a coffee and that I'm just like, oh, mm. so happy. Or you know what's oh, another good one so good. for me? This is from Granny. A nice cup of tea and a piece of toast. That cures what ails you something so homey about that it's so comforting (laughs) just toast with jam or toast with peanut butter and then like a nice cup of tea it just it makes me feel like being at granny's home it makes me feel like all is right in the world I have these luxuries to indulge in and it's it's a surefire way to make me forget about my problems Yeah, so basically indulge in any sweet treat or feel-good food. Not good food, feel-good food, right? There's a difference. And I think on top of doing 
that, like indulging in something good to eat, I always find putting on like a nice like pump me up playlist Mm. and like some good music instantly turns around my mood. I do find that I need to stay away from my sad playlist when I'm in these moods, even though it's very tempting to put on your Lana Del Rey. Oh, she's the one who came to mind for me too. I was like, if I want to cry, I'm playing Lana Del Rey. Like, let me right. I don't know what it is. It's just like you know. Put on some sad music, feel that. But no, don't do that. Do the opposite. Put on your pump Mm -hmm. up music. Put on your party music because that will instantly, hopefully, give you a little bit of a lift and some energy that you didn't have. Yeah, like your favorite song to dance to. Like, how can you be sad when Mm -hmm. you hear your song come on? Like, that's why girls scream in clubs, no? Is like, that's my song. Exactly. Like, you want that vibe. Yeah, you can't help but start to sing in and start to dance and move around. And those actions alone are going to pick up Mm -hmm, your spirit. For sure. And I love just to surround myself with my fur babies. If you have them in your life, you know that few things make you feel as loved or purposeful as your pets. So Mm -hmm. snuggle up when you're feeling sad or just look at their dumb faces. Like, honestly, I can't tell you how many days I've spent sad. And then I go upstairs and I see Beanie's little cross-eyed face and I laugh (laughs) and I'm like, you're so stupid. I love you so much. And I feel infinitely better oh I totally agree and on top of that I think it's also important to get outside so that's even better take your pets if you have some dogs I mean some people walk cats maybe you walk your cat take your cat or your dog outside and go for a little walk or just sit in your backyard and get some fresh air because I do think sitting in your house in your dark room and stuff like that also adds to the slumpy down effect so if you get outside get some fresh air have your good music playing have your pet with you boom you're already going to be in a better mood maybe you have a chocolate bar while you're outside too boom even better my mood's instantly lifting even further to that about you know not slumping away and just hiding yourself in your room I think it's really important to make an effort in the small things right get up get out Mm -hmm. of bed Get ready, put on some day clothes, don't sit in your pajamas all day, as tempting as it is. Right. But those little acts of hygiene, honestly, like just getting up and showering and putting on your makeup and putting on an outfit, there's something really powerful about not succumbing to everything in your jammies and kind of seizing the day, even if you don't feel like it, even if you don't have plans. Oh, for sure. I'm a big believer in look good, feel good, right? And I think that all goes into a huge mentality, right? So I know when you're down in the dumps, sometimes it's really hard to even get motivated to do that. But maybe you put on your pump up song while you're feeling down in the dumps after you had your minute to cry about it or do whatever you needed to. You put on your pump up music, go shower it off, go put on your makeup, put on your nice outfit. And I promise, even if you have nowhere to go, you will feel a little bit better. And if it's the end of the day, do the reverse. But same concept. Pamper yourself. Put a face mask on. Mask. Mm -hmm. Light some candles. Burn that scented candle that you've been holding on for a special day. And like, you know indulge in your own your me time like have some self-love some self-care moments and that is so soothing to your soul 
And then the last thing that I always do when I'm feeling down, I find creating something, whether that's making cookies or drawing or, you know, whatever, just creating something that can be so therapeutic for you too. Yes, exactly. There's nothing quite like the feeling of when you create something and you finish it, it's such an accomplishing feeling. I mean, how can you not feel positive when you see something that you just created? Whether, it, like you said, it's baking or drawing or sewing or whatever your hobby may be. I mean, even recently, I've been puzzling in. Oh. Honestly, when you, honestly, it's a like jigsaw 15, puzzles? Yeah, a 1500 jigsaw puzzle. I've been doing this and it's amazing, honestly. You have no idea. It just takes your mind off it. So like indulging in any of your hobbies and it's so satisfying when you get those pieces together when you couldn't find anything for so long. Oh, it feels so good. Mm. So I think that is definitely a great way to do it. And I think in order to get to the place where you're able to feel like you can create and everything, because I know for me personally, when I'm down in the dumps, I'm so unmotivated to do anything, is to do the things before and then finish with creating something and then your day will end nicely and you're setting yourself up for a positive day tomorrow. So I think that's always a great thing to do. But above all else, I think talk to someone mm-hmm. I mean in this situation when you're just feeling down in the dumps I think just venting to your sister hey. or your friend <laughs> your partner your family member whoever it may be someone grab you trust. somebody have yeah. a vent session you know just hash it out for a little bit you know somebody you can just let your guard down with and just say it how you're feeling it because sometimes you feel some bad emotions and you just need to get it off your chest so find somebody to talk to And for those moments or experiences that are a little bit deeper than just a bad day, reach out to a professional for help. Like we mentioned, Mm -hmm. we're going to have some links for you guys in the description down below where you can get information on local contacts for you. You can also read about sad seasonal affective disorder in general straight from the CAMH website and we've even linked the Mediterranean diet article if you're interested in reading a little bit more about that. But I think it is time for the moment you have all been waiting for. Ooh, I know I've the been waiting. Brand new Random Sisters game. The random report is coming at you live right now. Oh, and pew, 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 this pew, pew, week pew. <laughs> we have Cassie in the hot seat. So I'm going to let her break this down for you and tell you how it goes. So that way I have a second here to prepare my word for Cassie. <laughs> Go ahead. So <laughs> the random report, my dear listeners, is our newest edition. And in the random report, One of the sisters, either myself or Carly, is going to give the other a single word or a single topic that the other one has no idea what's coming. It's not related to what we're talking about in the podcast whatsoever. It's the whole point is to throw the other one off. Or it could be. Or it could be. Yeah, it's random. (laughs) But (laughs) the whole idea is that one sister gives the other their random word or topic and the other has to give a 60-second report off the top of their heads based on that. And the 60 seconds includes the time to think. So if I'm stuttering and sputtering about, that's eating into my time. And at the end of the 60 seconds... too bad. 
Yeah, that is absolutely too bad because (laughs) we're going to be scoring each other. And at the end of the season, we'll tally up all the scores and we'll figure out who was the random report winner, the best reporter, if you will. And not only that, but we want you guys to join in on the fun. So make sure you head over to our social medias after the episode and leave a comment on our most recent picture, what you think of their report. Yeah, and if you want to give us some ideas for topics or random words to throw at each other, we might just pick it. Not right away. The whole idea is to throw the other one off, but yeah. Come and join the conversation on Twitter or Instagram, and let's see how this random report goes. I'm a little nervous. I'm the first reporter. I was just going to say, are you ready for this? This is the first report, so you better make it a good one. No pressure. I am now Anchor Cassie, Anchor Woman Cassie, so I'm like ready to go. Hit me with it. All right. Here we go. So Anchor Cassie is going to be reporting today on ratings. Ratings, like R-A- ratings, R-A-T-I-N. Ratings, this is your minute starting okay. now. Ratings. Ratings can be used to judge or evaluate anything that you want. You could rate <laughs> You could rate this podcast very positively because I know that you're enjoying yourself and you're going to come back for more. You could rate things you don't like negatively by giving things a thumbs down, which you would never do to this podcast because you are enjoying it so much. But ratings are essential to figuring out where you stand in the world. However, they come at a cost. For instance, standardized testing. Don't <laughs> Sorry. Don't make me laugh. I'm a serious anchor woman. <laughs> so you are rated through standardized methods. <laughs> God. I'm gonna get a bad rating on my first random report because of the laughter and breaking character. And done. <laughs> I don't know what the like rules are on like heckling and everything, but I feel like it should be allowed because if you were actually reporting on the field, there are people there. So I feel like I feel like that was allowed. I just lived through one of those awkward live broadcasts where like the anchor person. I'm a like... professional anchor woman. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I don't even okay. know what other word I thought you said, but I wasted a good five seconds trying to spell I know. Ratings. I was like, whatever ratings means to you. What do you mean? What are you asking me what it means? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was just a little too left field. My brain did not do well. So that's the whole point. So I hope you guys now get what the random report is all about. It's all about catching your sister off guard and making her sound like a fool for a minute. And I think (laughs) I did well. However, I think your report, not so great, my friend. What would you give me as a rating? Are we rating it on a scale of one to 10? Yeah, let's keep it simple. Or like one to five? Uh, Give me a one to 10. That way I can do the percent easy. (laughs) Okay, okay. So on a scale of one to 10, I would give you a four. (laughs) (laughs) You failed me? Yeah, man. That was like so I don't even get a bonus point for being the first initiate. That's why you got four instead of three. Oh, she's. (laughs) sassy she's so savage she okay you guys let me me know if you agree with my rating but to be fair 
you did speak about the topic. I don't know where the standardized uh, testing (laughs) came from. That was so left field. I did not like that. I liked the plug of the podcast. I thought that was very clever in the whole point of the word. (laughs) But overall, you fumbled. You did not start properly, so you wasted time. So deduction, 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 my friend. But good news for you. This is the first one of... Season two. So you have a long time to redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. And now I have a bone to pick and I'm going to the make your report. <laughs> so, oh my God, you're so mean. Okay, <laughs> fine. Four points go up on the scoreboard for me. Yay, rah, rah, but team. But rah, you wait. Rah. Next episode, oh, I'll, I'll I'm coming ready. for you. I hope you are. Yeah, and we'll let the audience see what a real report sounds like. A blam. All right. Well, on that note. If you can't tell, I'm the competitive sister. Yeah. It's making me really uncomfortable. This aggressive, aggressive tone is like too After much. After such a like. Mental uh, health well-being episode. Podcast. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I think I'm going to need to pamper myself to heal my heart from all of this badgering and my poor public speaking performance. That's like my thing. But you totally well, screwed me. My fill brain. up the bubble bath sister and grab a glass of wine. It's about that you're time. You're going to need it to yep. prepare for the next time. <laughs> but until then, you can always follow us on our social medias for more random goodness or more sisterly banter. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on our Instagram and Twitter, both at TRS underscore podcast underscore. Don't forget that extra random underscore at the end there. And until then, stay real, stay random.